Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have this morning our Lord speaking to us through a parable. And unlike other parables in the Gospel, we actually get an explanation of what the parable means. The Gospels, for us as followers of Jesus Christ, contain within it the words of life. Every word in the Gospels, as well as the rest of Holy Scripture, has meaning, weight. And it is what we spend our time in pouring over Scripture, praying over Scripture, living with Scripture, that the Word of God is sowed within our heart. And so let us look at the three ways in which our Lord talks about the Word of God not getting the ground, not getting the water, not getting the care that it needs for it to grow and to bear fruit with patience. The first seed that falls It falls on the wayside and it's trampled down and birds of the air devour it. When our Lord explains this parable, he talks about the devil taking the word out of your heart. Now, since our Lord's death, burial and resurrection, ascension and glorious reign, this is not that the devil has some kind of power that you have received the word within your heart, and that he can come and take it out of you without your will being involved. I think the images of the wayside being trampled upon and then birds taking it away gives us a little bit more to think about. The word of God, when we put it to the side, God's revelation to us, whether that be in scripture, whether that be what we hear and understand in the church as we stand and listen and sing and pray with the hymns, where does the word go? Do we put it by the side? Do we attune our ears to other voices? Fundamentally, who do we really listen to? Who do we put our faith in? What is our direction? For the seed or the word of God to be trampled upon and birds take it away, this is an image of oppression, attack. Who of us have not struggled with faith at its most fundamental level? Is there a God? If there's a God, what does that mean? Is he Jesus Christ? If he is Jesus Christ, what does it mean to follow him? If Jesus Christ is who he says he is, what's church? What does church mean? Who am I supposed to listen to? Who am I supposed to put my faith in? These attacks of doubt, these attacks of being trampled upon, are also chances for, as you've probably seen, the birds. And if you haven't, take a moment. 
watch a bird sometime. <laughs> Especially as they come down and they kind of, you know, there's this kind of erratic and they kind of, if they're going for something, they'll kind of peck at it. Or they'll kind of jump around. I'm thinking especially of sparrows, right? The attacks that we have in following Jesus Christ that come from without, certain voices that especially are loud within media or loud within the world, kind of constantly want to take the seed. They want to undermine before the seed has even a chance to get down into the dirt. The devil taking away the word. Then we turn to the next seed. And we see that this seed fell on rock. The word falling on a heart of rock. And it springs up because it has a little bit of ground. It can start to grow. But it lacks moisture. Our Lord, when he explains this aspect of the parable, he says there's initial joy, hearing the word of God, responding with joy. Finally, something that makes sense, something that I can live for. But alas, the roots are not very deep. And when temptation and life comes, it just collapses. There's no more joy. There's no more moisture. It dries out. It dies. Now this is a word to all of us, but especially as a word to our catechumens. There is always, or I've seen it, especially because orthodoxy can be, it seems like you've plugged into HD or something, that there is a fullness of vision and there is a joy that overtakes you zealousness, prayers, everything is new, everything has new light and life and joy. But it is, and I've seen it time and again, there is always the initial joy. I call it the honeymoon phase after being received into the church, just like a marriage. And then the real work begins. That joy can dissipate. The roots, if they're not deep, can go away if the moisture is not there the moisture of the holy spirit or of tears of repentance there is a collapse there is a withdrawing and it's almost like we go back to the first seed the devil takes the seed out of the heart less attendance at services less looking uh, through and reading scripture prayer we need to put it on this table and start trying to resuscitate it if we do not hear the word and move beyond the initial joy to the deepening of our life of prayer, a deepening understanding of our Lord, taking not just entering into that pool, but going and getting into the deep end and learning how to do all of the different strokes that it takes for us to swim, or maybe even more than a pool, the open waters of an ocean, that is what our life is and its temptations, calamities, misunderstandings, strife, everything that happens. We have to grow deep roots. Initial joy, yes, it's incredible, but we have to keep growing. The next 
Seed, as our Lord describes, is thorns that take over the little plant, and it chokes out with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and it brings no fruit to maturity. It might have the beginnings of fruit. Misplaced priorities. You can almost see levels here. First, it's like basic faith, or the devil takes it away. Then you have a little bit of roots and initial joy, and there's movement and beginning of life, and then it's collapse. And here we have, there's some root structure. We even have a little bit of fruit maybe growing. But instead of our eyes upon what the church asks of us, to look to our Lord, to look beyond this world and all the things that it offers to us, we instead, we get maybe a little tired. Maybe this is where our fasting or other practices, or maybe it's a chance for a job in a place where maybe church is an hour and a half, two hours away, or we think if we get to this new place, or there's something else out there that will make our spiritual life, and it usually has nothing to do with our spiritual life, but it's something external. If we can just get to this place, then things will click. Growth will happen. Our misplaced priorities and then the thorns, the cares, choke life out of us. But what is it the seed falls on the good ground? Our Lord talks about this heart when it hears the word of God is a noble and good heart. This is a heart that is in repentance, a heart that is shaped by a life of ascesis, that is practicing the spiritual disciplines of the church. This is a heart that is engaged in a life of service, of love, and sacrifice for others. Because it is this noble and good heart that is prepared, that has the ground ready to take the seed in, grow the roots, And then bear fruit. Fruit of a Christian is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Maybe we can just summarize it as faith, hope, and love. That we have faith. That we listen to our Lord. That we have hope that is not just an initial joy, but is something that keeps us going forever. And that we have love, our heart trained for all of those things beyond the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And we have our heart trained on the life above. But all of this, and I think the, probably the most, at least as I hear in a, our Lord speaking this morning in this parable, is that we do all of this with patience. That a key aspect of our faith is patience. Patiently bearing fruit, patiently enduring the testing of the devil, that we wait upon the Lord, even when it seems like he is not available to us or his way does not make sense to us. Because the devil, as if you think of the temptations of our Lord, the devil offers shortcuts. The devil wants to say, you're not happy. Here's a little shortcut to happiness. You want something Uh, You think this will give you the joy and the hope? Well, let's give you a shortcut. 
Usually the shortcut provides us a little bit of something, but in the long run, there is no fruit, there is no communion with God, and we experience this probably more quickly, there's no experience of communion with even those around us. We wait upon the Lord with joy. We wait and persevere through all the hardships, whether it is the seed being trampled, birds trying to take it, there's no moisture or water for it to grow or thorns, but we prepare our hearts with a life within the church, firmly rooted, grounded, bearing fruit with patience. May God give us the patience to attend to his word, to tend to the soil of our heart so that we can have, through the grace of the Holy Spirit, a noble and good heart, a heart that keeps the word of God and bears fruit with all patience. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.